WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Steve Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. Conference Championship Sunday is uh, nearly here. Hart, what's your uh, excitement level for these matchups? Kansas City, Baltimore, Detroit, San Francisco. Kansas City, Baltimore, very excited. Yeah, that's a great uh, one. I am kind of thinking um, I'm going to be excited in the AFC for a while. Uh, I know. Year because I, I'm adding Lamar to the mix of you know I love Allen and Burrow, and Mahomes is the guy, the king, the, the yeah. top of the mountain. Like, give me any mixture of those two, I mean, of those four, over the next X number of years, and I feel like I'll be happy. Now, the day. AFC, that's the other thing that works against the Patriots is how filthy the AFC is. Now, there was a time where during the year I was like, all right, maybe it's not as good as I thought, but then the Bills kind of snapped out of it. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Burrow got hurt, so that's the reason why they went down. But if you play it out, I'm with you. I think Allen is always going to at least be in the conversation. Uh, Lamar Jackson, as long as he's healthy, will be Mahomes. That's already in Burrow. That's already four guys. Jim Harbaugh is going to get the most out of Justin Herbert. Like for sure, he's going to get the most out of Herbert. I wouldn't. I, I put the Chargers below those teams, but I think the Chargers are going to be a playoff team. And they're going to be in the mix, and that's a, that's a hell. If you're talking coach quarterback combos, that's a pretty damn good one already. It is. Um... I'd like to see All what right. he gets out of him. I have my. I just, just think Colin Kaepernick Her- to the Super Bowl. I think Herbert's the most overrated player in the NFL. What? Mm, he's in the mix. I probably. Yeah, hold on. That is a if I bold flavor. Today. It is a bold statement. The most overrated player is I, Justin I, I, Herbert. You know what? You know what put me over? There was somebody I follow on Twitter. It would I have to be like a now. running back. I think. No. People tell me probably that Justin fullback. Herbert is already in the Hall of Fame. Nobody says they, that. Adam Schefter. Go find it. I'm not going to. And find he said it, it a year and a half ago, which was at more asinine then than it is asinine now. <laughs> I don't have time um, to find it right now. I'm busy. But somebody on my Twitter feed did like a legitimate, not trolling uh, list of their QBs by tiers, and Herbert was in a tier above Joe Burrow. And I'm like, all right, it's okay, too much, too high, it's too high. Okay, so he's the most overrated player in football. Like <laughs> he is, he's the Tony Romo of yeah. quarterbacks. Wait, Tony Romo was the Tony Romo. Tony Romo was the Tony Romo, yeah. Tony Romo was, was solid. So you, uh, we should do that sometime. Most overrated players in football. All right, I like that. Maybe, maybe tier that. That's a good, uh, we could, that, you know what, that could be uh, a tier Tuesday down down the road. But, uh, you know, no, I'm excited for this matchup because, again, you have the Patrick Mahomes who's trying to get to yet another Super Bowl. It's an insane streak that he is on. And then you have Lamar who I really want – the super-duper mobile quarterback to win the whole thing to shut up a lot of people. Well, I just want Lamar to win. I like Lamar. I like he Lamar, bet too. on himself. Yeah. I said this last night on TV. Brag. Oh, my God. Um, you were on television? I was. Damn. Wednesdays. Bet, and you know the beauty now? What's the beauty? Half-hour shows, even on nights when there's no Celtics. The what? main Celtics were on, and I had a half-hour brief. Oh, and you can't edition. bump the main Celtics. So that's, no. That's good. Uh, but... I I would compare Lamar Jackson to and you I think you know how much I like Rob Gronkowski. I think Lamar is very much like Rob Gronkowski in his genuine nature. Like he is the most genuine quarterback yeah. out there. His post game press conferences are great. And he's just I mean, he's not the most well-spoken guy, 
but he he's going to answer it the way he answers it. He's not going to try to give you word salads no, or he's say himself. what he thinks a quarterback yep. should say. He bet on himself financially oh, yeah. and won, did yep. really well for himself, representing himself. Everybody, you idiot. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it seems fine. like he did okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, I, like, I am rooting for him, and he's just – the most enjoyable player to watch like when he's on i said it about josh allen there's those handful of guys that are legitimately i gotta watch every play i gotta see what he's gonna do on this play because it could be highlight film it could be the old-fashioned like nfl films highlights of the year i could see it on any given play with lamar jackson i'm rooting for him i really really it's crazy what a difference a year makes because last year at this time he wasn't playing he probably was healthy enough to go, but he didn't have his contract yet, and it was ugly. And it yep. was, you know, are they going to re-sign him? Are the Atlanta Falcons going to bring him in? We had that line. Remember Robert Kraft was like, oh, you know, Meek Mills said Lamar wants to play for the Pats, and we're like, oh, my God. So for a couple of yep. days we were talking about Lamar to the Patriots, and then he goes out there and has an MVP season, and now he's a game away from the Super Bowl. But you got to get there, right? You got you to get there, but – especially when you're the number one seed, you're a favorite in this game because it's not a world-beating Chiefs team, you know, by by any stretch. But no. it's still Reed Good Mahomes. defense, though. And it's yeah. still Andy Reid and Patrick yeah. Holmes. Now, I-, I was looking at some uh, something online today about the numbers that the the Ravens have put up this year. They are a world-beating team. They have a They're defense. They're like one of the best they, teams like, going, yeah. right? Like, they are. Memory. Yes. So... Uh, that's a really fun game. The NFC, to me, does not live up to it as much because I don't know what to make of Brock Purdy. I hate Jared Goff. I'm not Ugh. rooting for the Lions the way the rest of the world is. I know. Like, so the NFC game is a little more lackluster to me, even though you know they both earned the right to be there, I guess, and the Niners are a loaded roster. Um, the AFC game, to me, is is where it's at. Yeah, I wonder, they'd probably prefer to switch them, but they alternate every year, AFC, NFC, because the AFC game's at 3 o'clock. I think that's definitely the better matchup. 6.30 is going to have more viewers, though. I just hope, and I think they will, like, I think Detroit is going to keep it close. I think 7.5 is a big number to me. San Francisco did not play great against Green Bay. I guess you could make the case that, well, you know, the week off took them a little bit, but they they eventually, they, they won the game. But I think they're not... This whack, like I think Purdy, if you if you put him in a tough spot, like I don't count on him to make the big plays, and then their defense, particularly their secondary, can be a little suspect. So, I think they can definitely be beaten, even though they've been this heavy favorite really throughout the entire season. Yeah, I'm not sure what I think of that game because I do hold like the fact that I think Goff Goff is soft. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I hold against him going against that defense. Yeah, which yeah, can yeah. Put pressure on you can be physical, can be fast and intimidating. Has probably the best duo of linebackers in football. A little bit of an interesting thing, like linebackers, a re- little resurgence here, and and real linebackers, off the ball, middle linebacker type. San Francisco's got a couple. The Ravens got a couple. Yeah, like and everybody says they're going to face in the Super Bowl because of the color scheme in the well, logo. Yeah, um, they but predetermined it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know you believe that. Well, I mean, there's. It's possible. We're, we'll find out on uh, Sunday night. No, we we'll won't. Not, you know, Sunday night, we will. Just because the Ravens and the Niners if it's are in the Ravens, Niners, doesn't mean it's rigged. They might have huh? just said, hey, we think these two teams are going to be in it. Doesn't mean it's rigged. Like the year before and the year before? Maybe they're smart. 
Mm. You honestly think it's rigged, you boob. No, I don't. And stop calling me a boob. I don't want to be called a boob on my own show. I don't like it. I want you to stop calling me that. Can I call you a boob on TV? <laughs> sure. Yeah, as long as you mention the show on TV, call me or whatever the hell you want. Or if we fill in in the middays, I'll call you a boob. Yeah, someday. that's fine. That's okay. fine. Uh, but I, I, with all the coaching news, it, it brings me back to when the Lions hired Dan Campbell. And it was like, what are they doing? Like, I... I I think if anybody said they liked the hire then, like there's, we, I, we need to see proof. Like there's no way that people like that hire. Now it ended up being the perfect guy. It was such a night and day difference from Matt Patricia. So really Matt Patricia's failures have helped lead to Dan Campbell's successes. Mm-hmm. But when you looked at him, you're like, he's not the Kyle Shanahan, uh, Sean McVay tree, like play calling guru. Right, he's not. He wasn't a great coordinator on either side of the ball. He's not like a guy that had a good run as a coach somewhere else. Like, what an outside the box hire, and it has more than paid off. He's like the perfect guy. We were playing the cuts on Monday of him just talking about the city and like the identity of the city and like relating it to the team, and it's like it's something out of like a Hollywood movie, really. And we we paint him first of all. I think he's, and I'm going to probably make up a word here. I'm not sure Ooh, it's actually a word. Good irreplicable i don't think you can replicate the idea of dan campbell anywhere else everybody you know in this league you either have to be a great offensive mind and play caller or traditional defensive play caller and whatever or a ceo right these are billion dollar corporations and this guy has to be the franchise i mean the face of york no he's none of those things like he doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes i will beat your ass Right, like that shouldn't work. That should be a debacle. Should yeah. be a terrible idea. Yeah, but it just works. It's perfect, and it works <laughs> it's there. It's crazy for that team. Like it yeah. probably wouldn't work maybe anywhere else for any other time for any other city. I no. don't know. No, I don't but get it. I think he also gets a bum rap in some ways. Like he's just an over emotional, over aggressive boob. To use the word I used earlier for you, and you lose um, that way. It's tough. <laughs> that was him crying um, but after did you loss. see his yeah. halftime interview? Yes. Oh, I've seen him the last couple of weeks. I've seen him. And I thought he was very almost calm and reserved as much as he can be because he's always red. He drinks too much coffee or Red Bulls or whatever. No, what does he He puts like shots Uh, upon shots into his coffee. Yeah, it's like I think it's a ton of coffee. I don't think it's energy drinks. I think it's just a lot of coffee. Yeah. But he was like, we're fine. We'll just do our job and we're going to win this. Like there was a a, almost a calm confidence to him that I think people miss sometimes. So. Yeah, he's. I would root for Dan Campbell just because I love. I root for Dan Campbell. The Lions are easy to root for too. I mean, no, they no, just... their quarterback's a boob. It's my word for the night. Yeah, really, it is. I mean, if you're drinking every time Hart says that, forget about it. Hopefully, you're not driving. Good lord. Um, but this is. We... By the way, I read the the rundown and I, I prepared for this segment. What was the segment? In my rundown, it says rank the QBs in the oh. conference championships, rank the coaches in the conference championships. Well, those are just, these are ideas. Best non-QBs in the conference Hart championships. Hart finally looks at the, like, the sheet I know. one time. I don't always stick to the sheet. And now you're in trouble. Yeah, right. Like, I just well, can play I one give more. you my rankings? I just want to play. Yeah, yeah. Wait. I wrote them down. I have a oh, look at that. Show everybody. It's the one little... time the kid does wait, the homework. Seriously. Yeah. Am I not on you know TV? What I mean? uh, you haven't uh, talked about the... Uh... Are, you, are you on there? Let me see. I think you're on there. No? Can you see me? Because I was holding up my legal pad where I ranked them. Oh, yeah, no. Hart's not on the Twitch right now. Well, what are we doing? <laughs> it's actually two shots of me, though. I know. Why do we have two Rich Keefs? And I shot my twins. Cam- 
I shut my camera off for one minute because I was eating hamburger oh, pie. Oh, that's to be what it was. Eating. Oh, so as soon as you shut your yeah, that, uh, camera that, off. That may have messed us up. So turn it back on. I don't think we have the capability. Hmm. What? Above my pay grade. <laughs> you got two dudes back here. We're trying to do we'll our see. show. We'll see what we can do. We don't have like eight people like every other show running all the stuff. Ooh, we got to run up the ladder. those out there. I'm just saying these are the facts. <laughs> Real quick before we rank the coaches and the QBs, this was also, if you could imagine it, uh, say, hey, this is definitely going to work. This was Dan Campbell. This was just a part of his intro presser uh, when he first got introduced as Lions head coach. We're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. And we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. That guy's a game away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. And and I love that. No, I, I do, love I do that. too. You, I do too. You don't have to be the Belichick, yeah. Stern, you know, even keeled. Like, all the cliches. He is a cliche crusher, and he's one game from the Super Bowl. I love that. Rank the four quarterbacks. Who would you want the most to the least that's playing this weekend? And I did it on my – nobody can see it. Mahomes. Mahomes, Lamar, Purdy, Goff. I would flip the bottom two. No. Yeah, I would. Talk to me after this weekend. I'm telling you, Goff always caves in the end. Goff always turns into a puddle. He He did have a very funny exchange with a reporter earlier uh, this week. I don't know if you saw that, that I enjoyed. Oh, it was actually hilarious. I saw that. I don't know if I have that. We can find that. Are you mocking me? Because it was. No, I, I agree. This is I know I'm sarcastic a lot. I was not you being are. sarcastic there. He went, That seemed sarcastic. No, the guy was like, you have a lot of great players. He was like, thanks. And then they're like, not as many as the Niners. He's like, forget it. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very <laughs> and He's like, I no longer thanks or whatever he said. Okay, so really those good. are the quarterbacks. So you would put Goff ahead of Purdy. You're not smart. Yep, but I would go Mahomes, Jackson. I think that's kind of the obvious. Then there's a big gap. Like if this was an old Tier Tuesday, it'd be oh, like Mahomes, yeah. Skip Jackson. Then like skip yeah. maybe two. Break. AFC is loaded, then NFC. All right, what about the coaches? So Andy Reid, yeah, number one. I think, as I've said in recent years, you could argue the best coach of this generation. Oh, jeez. Yes, Belichick is in that oh, generation. Geez. Uh Second, I would put Shanahan. Oh, see, that's the real Shanahan or Harbaugh. Shanahan. Harbaugh's third, Campbell okay. fourth. Even though we just spent ten minutes I know we talking love about him. how great Campbell is. No, we love him, but I mean, like, look at the group that that is there. You have two guys that have won a Super Bowl. You have another that everybody just assumes is going to win soon. And then you have Campbell. So even with the, with the respect that we're giving him, I mean, I think those three guys are are above him. I would probably go Harbaugh just over Kyle Shanahan, believe it or not. I know Shanahan Harbaugh's at least won a Super Bowl. Learn the rule book. <laughs> hey, Shanahan, you're up 28-3, to three, mixing a run. Happens to the best of us. No, it does not. <laughs> no, it does not. And that wasn't as a head coach. No, but he was calling the plays. No, I know, but he wasn't as a head coach. No, I know. No, I know. Some no, pressures or some inclinations. All right. Because they right. went with the old theory, play the way you got the lead. Play the way you got but no, this Don't is, change a thing. This is huge. I mean, I think. Who's done more with less? So we're ranking these based on, I think, kind of overall. I would say John Harbaugh. He won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. No, 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 no. I mean right now. Oh. um, The present time, who's doing more with less? Who has the. Uh, Campbell. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Because you hate Goff. I think Goff is a boob. So San Francisco has the best drink. San Francisco has the best roster. Uh, Kansas City has the best quarterback, and Baltimore has the league MVP. Right. So, it, yeah, it would Campbell. be, it'd be Detroit. So he shouldn't be last on this list if we're doing this just in a very, like, myopic right now ranking. Yeah, but we do like those uh, those other guys. It's not like the three other coaches are pretty good. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think big picture. Yeah. Like, you could tell me that uh, Campbell pulls a Doug Peterson or a, a Nick Sirianni. Like, he's in the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl, and he's out of work in a year and a half or something. <laughs> like, yeah. I could see a cataclysmic fall off. Right, because if things start to go south, it's like, all it right, won't now, go well. now it's getting a little stale. Yeah. Yeah, you're biting my kneecaps. Eminem won't be able to save him. Taking a chunk. Like, all I don't that know about stuff this. won't be able to save him. All right, we'll also hit on coming up the best non-QBs playing in the games. I'm ready now. I, I know you're ready now, but we gotta we gotta Ooh, get to trending. Good thing I reminded you. Also, Hart and Cadlick on the Six Rings Pod. We're talking about the Patriots free agents, mm. and uh, was there 24 of them? That's what Cadlick had. I'm not sure if he's right or wrong. But yeah, but we'll I talk about his numbers. Which guys, if any, are uh, must resigns? We'll get to that as well. You guys can join us at 617-779-7937. The Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. Right now, here's Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, trending now on WEI and WEI.com. First, we got the news that the Carolina Panthers were set to hire Tampa Bay Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales as their new head coach. And then, earlier tonight, we got the news that the Atlanta Falcons, who Bill Belichick interviewed with twice and most thought was his best shot at a job, have decided to go with Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their head coach. In other football news, Patriots wide receiver Kayshawn Booty was arrested by Louisiana State Police on Thursday as part of an investigation into illegal sports gaming. Booty is accused of placing bets using a fraudulent account while being a 20-year-old senior at LSU. Gambling under the age of 21 is illegal in Louisiana. No fun. Affidavit alleged Booty made almost 9,000 bets, including bets on LSU while he was playing there. Patriots have, re- have released a statement acknowledging that they're aware of the situation. However, they don't expect to make any more statements on the matter. The Bruins' five-game win streak was snapped last night. The Carolina Hurricanes left Boston with a 3-2 victory. Bruins are back on the ice tonight in Ottawa, taking on the Senators. Puck drops a little under an hour at 9 o'clock from the Canadian Tire Center. And the Celtics, clean bill of health for them tonight. They're in Miami facing the Heat. They tipped off a little under an hour ago at 7.30. Right now, 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Boston Celtics up 46. The Heat are up 31 in regards to Andy's bet. Jalen Brown has eight points right now, and mine, Al Horford, has three. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEEI is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. NFL Conference Championship Sunday. Chiefs-Ravens at 3, Lions-49ers at 6.30. Catch those games here on WEEI. And Hart, if you were doing a uh, an expansion draft for this weekend, and you can't draft the quarterbacks, who would be your top four, top five picks uh, in order? Who, who are the best non quarterbacks playing? Okay, so those are a little different questions. But... <laughs> I mean, it's... I look at it the same way. I mean, I, I say for for right now, I'm not trying to predict the future, so it doesn't have to be like a super young guy. But if you're taking for, you know, you're trying to build the best team for this weekend, who who are the best guys? Okay, so again, there's some layers to it if you do it the expansion draft way because, like, overlapping of roles and players and things of that nature, mm. building out a team, age. All right, but if it's an expansion draft, you would still have to set up your big board. 
So yes. you might have overlapping positions because you're like, ah, oh, well, somebody else will take this guy. But if they don't, I got this guy. So in the rundown that I actually read. Oh, my God. For the which first I time. I always read. Yeah. No, Classic. It was, it was one of the first times. I know. I know that. <laughs> um, I would put Christian McCaffrey atop the list. I think he's the best. The Niners didn't even have to trade a first-round pick to get Christian McCaffrey. Nope. And the guy scores a touchdown in every single game. Yep. And has like 120 yards from scrimmage. Yep. It's like every, for all the people, like, oh, running backs don't matter. It's like he seems to matter quite a bit on that team. I mean, he's a great athlete. He always has been, even in Carolina. I remember um, when the Patriots played them early in the year. I think it was Stephon Gilmore's first year when he was still struggling on defense. Yeah. I remember that. Um, they referred to him as the queen, and everything they did defensively was based on where's the queen. Every, like, it makes he was sense. the centerpiece of everything they did. It was like, crazy. Coverages. In Carolina, he was like one of those kids in high school that would like get the ball every time, and you're like, mix it up. Give it right. to somebody else. Like right. He's not that big of a guy. Stop <laughs> handing him the ball so many times. And, and then he the would one... inevitably be, would get hurt. That's and he's been kind of dealing with some stuff. They've been he has that thigh injury, um, and one other thing. He's been getting like those um, what are those things called that you the little like drill thing that oh yeah 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 Theragun or whatever crazy massage gun yeah um he's been getting that done but I just think he is he has made that team especially Debo's in and out of the lineup yeah that's big they have issues like they're not as good without Debo. But if they lost McCaffrey, that would change everything. Uh-huh. So I think he's the best non-QB playing this weekend. Um, next, I would probably go with the old guy, Travis Kelsey. Um, Interesting. I think the the consistency, the longevity, um, he's just really good. And he doesn't wow you. And I, I'm always sort of amazed. I think we've joked about this before, especially last year in the in the playoffs. There were times where... Felt like in the every third quarter he had like fourteen targets and twelve catches. Yeah, he, no, he it's did. Like, what does he do? But he had like, a cold stretch though. He had a real cold stretch up until yes. the divisional round, and then he yes. showed up. He had a hell of a play out by the pylon but, there. But I mean, he is the centerpiece of that offense. Yeah. the way they are built now. Uh, next, I think I would go, and this one's going to shock you. Defense. So it's on the defensive side of the ball. Chris Jones. No, because oh. I actually did this one from each team. I didn't necessarily oh so you didn't read the rundown i did read the rundown (laughs) just said the four or five best players but the the way you wrote it was confusing because you listed rank the quarterbacks rank the head coaches best non uh qbs so i thought you wanted to rank them and one from each team anyway kyle hamilton the safety for oh he's uh, nasty ravens i think is ridiculously good ridiculously versatile yep um Interesting build because he's not like stocky. He's Tall. more of like a lang- lanky, long type safety. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because, you know, back in the day, Ed Reed, I think, was the best safety in football, maybe the best safety of all time or in, in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And now they have another one a generation later in Kyle Hamilton. Um, and then it kind of, I, I after that is where I start to not be as sure. And I went with Aiden Hutchinson because I need a lion because I thought I was doing one from each team. I know you mentioned that, yeah. But I'm not even sure he's the best. On his team, I think you can say I'm on St. Brown. I love um, Amon Ross is. St. Brown. I also think Sam Laporta is nasty. Very, very good, but still early. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. I'm ready to go all in on him, but has had a phenomenal He's He's sick. Year. No, I think Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, you know me, I have uh, 15 receivers in my top five, but he's yes, one know. of those guys. Like He is so good. He seems to get open all the time. He's explosive when he gets the ball. Yep. He's a big play waiting to happen. Jameer Gibbs is also a 
electric playmaker. He is. I don't think he's in this. He's lower on the list. That's fair. Because like I would go back to uh, Fred Warner. Um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. might be the best linebacker in football. But like I said, Ooh, Roquan that, Smith. Roquan Smith. Um, there's great linebacker play coming this weekend yeah, with is. the Niners and the Ravens. Chris Jones, as you mentioned, um, Sneed, I think, is a really good corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some. Um, who Bosa. Do like, who do you like better? Oh, yeah, Bosa. Line. Who, who would you take just for this weekend, Sam Laporta or George Kittle? I think I might take Laporta. I think I probably would take Laporta, couple of even though he was banged up a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. It, oh, Mark Andrews one of the, might play this weekend too, right? That's uh, the hope. And he is in the conversation if he's healthy because he's a great tight end, has yeah, been for a long time. Actually, he was sort of, as it turns out, this is really like the tight end bowl. Absolutely. It, Kelsey, Andrews, Laporta, and Kittle. Yep. Those are the four best guys still yeah. playing. Yeah. So wow. we, we focus on quarterbacks and wide receivers. Maybe the key is you can have the best <laughs> tight end in the game. That's why the Patriots were, were in it for so long with uh, with Gronk. Uh, that makes sense. And they tried to do that. They spent, yeah. you know, $25 million a year on tight ends. They just didn't uh, spend it on the right ones or get no. great ones. No, that is true. Uh, now, you and Cadlick on the Six Rings pod were talking about the Patriots free agents. Which guys... Mm-hmm. Uh, should be prioritized. There was a bunch of them. They didn't trade any of them at the deadline. We said maybe trade some of these guys, maybe get some picks so you have more picks for the upcoming draft. They didn't. Now it's a matter of, all right, we don't know how uh, Bill felt about those guys, but now it doesn't matter. So, like, does Macro and Elliot Wolf, do they want to bring these guys back and for how much? Now, I think it's a very clear top one. <laughs> I think it's Mike Onwenu. And just play him at tackle, pay him to be a tackle, pencil him in at tackle, and then just kind of go about your business. Everybody else, I'm sure I could hear, like, a a solid argument for, but I wouldn't, like, lose a wink of sleep if any of the other guys get signed elsewhere. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know that everybody agrees that it's on Wenu number one. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And I do think a lot of people are are also – Looking at the available tackles and the fact that a lot of people... That was a huge part of it, yeah. I mean, Trent Brown is in the t- mix for one of the top tackles That was available. like... I remember one year it was uh, when Lee Adrian Waddle and Cam Fleming were like the backup, like the third and fourth tackles on the Patriots. And then they played a little bit because of the injury, but they were the third and fourth guy. And then it went to the free agent class. They were both free agents. And you looked at the list. They were both in the top 10. And you're like, yeah. wait, what the heck? So... Right. Yeah, usually these good tackles get locked up and they're, you know, they either get drafted and then extended and whatever, so they don't really hit the open market like this. So, so given the the need that you're going to let Trent Brown walk, you should have let him walk last summer like I told you to and you didn't and you paid for it cuz it was good at times and then was a bit of a debacle and a net negative at times. Mm-hmm. Um given that you're probably not going to go with a tackle atop the draft, I hope, fingers crossed, toes crossed. <laughs> no. Um, Unless they trade down. And there's none on the open market, I think, on Wenu. And even with his versatility. So let's just say, worst case scenario, he starts to fall. You sign him, and then he starts to falter at tackle. Or maybe you draft a tackle. He's great. You draft another one. Whatever. You can bump him into guard. And there's mm-hmm. no shame in playing a high, paying a high-priced tackle and putting him at guard. It's what the uh, Kansas City Chiefs do with Joe Tooney, an all-pro guard. Pay him $80 million. Was he a tackle? Was he a guard? He's a guard. He's a guard for them, and he's making a lot of money, and they're in the yeah, Super Bowl. for or sure. will be in the Super Bowl, right. potentially. Oh. Um, but it's not unanimous. Even though we did it on our Six Rings in Football Things podcast edition, breaking this down, we did it collaboratively, and then when Mike Cadlick went off on, out on his own... He had Juju Smith-Schuster. 
He did not. He might have last summer had not you a free done agent. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish he was a free agent. <laughs> that means he wouldn't have to be <laughs> that'd be That'd be nice. Um, he put Kyle Duggar as the top um, selection, and I don't. I don't agree. Um, Me I think Duggar's going to get overpaid. I think Duggar's a good, not great player. Uh, I think he has coverage limitations. We saw that oh, big time late in the year. Um, is he's he had good, good games and bad games. Like I he's just, fine. he's, he's never a good been. Player. But he, I think he's been hyped up each of the last couple of years. Like he's, he's about to, to be an all pro. He's going to make that leap. And nope. you know, every year they would come out with like uh, preseason top ten at every position around the league, and he would never be top ten. And people would be like, "How come Duggar's not in there?" It's like because there's. More than ten safeties better. And we talk about Kyle ones, Hamilton. Like Kyle right. Hamilton, every time you watch a Ravens game, you're like, "Holy smokes, who's that guy?" Kyle Duggar, it's kind of hit or miss. And then sometimes you notice him more because he's three steps behind a tight end or a wide out or whatever. He's he's not great in coverage. Now I'm not completely ripping the guy. He's still he's one of your he's better good. players that you had. Oh yeah, he's good. He's good. But if but, I find out that he signs somewhere else for big money, I'd be like, "All right, good luck." And I actually, if I found out he signed with the Patriots for big money, I'd be like, "Huh, eh, that eight, you know, some of that right. eighty million I was looking to spend, he just took a quarter of it." Because mm-hmm. the going rate for high end safeties is up eighteen million dollars a year, something like that. I don't yeah. want to pay him eighteen million dollars a year. I don't feel like I'm getting return on investment. No, they I do to- know it's well known. Like he is respected and liked within the building, the defensive coaches, the yeah. staff. Um, so as you're building a culture, as you're building a new, yeah, that helps. Yeah, do they sure. look at him and say, that's a guy we need to build around. I don't know. I just, he's kind of a box safety and you kind of drafted his replacement in Marty Mapu as right. uh, Ross Tucker says it. Um, <laughs> Marty Mapu. um True. so I, I wouldn't have him that high. My number two, and this is a guy that I do want back, maybe on a franchise tag, I might have to get it done is Hunter Henry. And I know he's not great. You know I believe he's a roll out of bed and give you 50 catches Mm -hmm. for 600 yards and seven touchdowns, and that's not great. That's not Travis Kelsey. That's not any of the guys that will be playing this weekend. But as you look to find an offense and maybe draft a rookie quarterback, you know the old cliche, rookie quarterback's best Mm -hmm. friend is a tight end. Like, (laughs) I would – I'd really like to have Hunter Henry on the Patriots next year. Interesting. Yeah, at least he gives huh, you interesting. I got a huh, <laughs> interesting. Well, I don't. I don't. Apparently, really... the host with his name on the show doesn't agree. I don't really value him all that much. I think he at least gives you that NFL tight end. There, yeah. where there's been years where the Patriots Good, solid, right? Like they've chased it. Like they've chased after it. Scott Chandler couldn't do it. Uh, John Smith obviously couldn't do it. Mike Gesicki can't do it. So with Hunter Henry, you're like, there's a real tight end. You have him out yeah. there on offense. You're you're trying to. So I don't. I don't, don't. You want that? I do. Can you do better than that? I don't know. For okay, give me one. Uh, I mean, where are you getting better than that? In an off season when you need to get better at receiver and better at quarterback. Well, I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to get better than that on the free agent market. And then I guess so. This would be an argument on your side. Would be. Yeah. You don't want to use one of your premium picks on a tight end unless you trade down and draft Brock Bowers. They say you trade down from three and you miss out on the top wideouts. <laughs> You're making a face, but that would be the only, I guess. That's not a good face on there, huh? No, it's not a good face. Uh, I don't really love that plan. But Bowers would be a top ten pick. So my point is if you miss out on the wideouts. I people like Bowers more than I do. Okay. He's really good yeah, in college. Yeah. Is he going to be a transformational talent? Well, Kyle Pitts is supposed to be. Is not a transfer. <laughs> no, he's not. Talent. No, he's not. And Sam Laporta is really good. Yeah, he's nasty. 
I don't believe he went in the top eight picks. Uh, he did not, no. Okay. No, so my not. point would be, more often than not, aren't good tight ends available? You just got to find them. You got to find them. I'm not saying them. it's easy, but yeah. they're available. Yeah, and this is a different this is a different situation. So he was actually the first or second pick of the second round. Okay, that's Le- called the second round. Thirty fourth overall. You you want to take a guy in the top eight picks? Uh, no, I don't. I'm just saying if you, you brought unless it up. you do that. No, because I'm going wide receiver, quarterback with my first two, and then I'm probably going lineman with my third. So I'm not taking nah. a tight end. I'm going quarterback, tackle, wide receiver. Jim Nagy told me it's possible. All right, Jim Nagy. I like possible. Jim Nagy. Also, was a big Mac Jones guy. And Jared Stidham. Okay. So, I love him, too. I've had him on the show. He's great. No, he's awesome. And he didn't tell me the specific players. He told me there are a good group of tackles available so that there's going to be one in the second. And receivers, there's a bunch of them, blah, blah, blah. You can get one in the third. He wasn't necessarily hyping up any singular player. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm sure he's right about the, the depth of it. The other guys on the team, like, it depends on what your real goal is what the makeup of your team is what you're thinking because like Ezekiel Elliott was good this year and I would take him back but it's like would you rather develop a young guy in that role I would take him back if he wants to come back yeah. on just a, a normal contract because I, I think he should look elsewhere he should go he to should. a good team yeah I thought he had a pretty good year and, he did no he really did and stepped up to the plate late when Stevenson got hurt and all yeah. of a sudden he was the only guy for most of that like last month. Yeah. He had touches galore. He's he's leading the team in touch in rushes and catches in games. Like he was the centerpiece of the offense. Mm-hmm. I would take him back, but I think he'll probably find a better, more palatable yeah. deal elsewhere. Um third on my list, this is gonna surprise you, I think. Third on my list. So Mike on Wenu, I want back. Yep. Hunter Henry, I might have to franchise because I don't really want to give him a long term deal. Yeah. That's fine. Anthony Jennings. I would yeah. like Anthony Jennings part of my defense because I think he's a his stock went way up this year. Like but it, he's it, a classic Patriot. He's yeah. not he shouldn't cost a ton. Right. He didn't have twelve sacks. He's not this rising star. He's like a Rob Ninkovich or a Jelani Tavai or these guys that you bring and then they play and you're like, This guy is pretty good. I I think he's a good guy to build around. And it also feels defense. like that would really be the kind of guy that both Gerard Mayo and Demarcus Covington are like, yes. hey, bring them back. Like Absolutely. we we need we knew more of these guys. The defense wasn't the problem last year. So if you're going to re-sign any guys, with the exception of Onwenu, who you need to play and be your starting tackle, and I guess Henry because you don't have any other tight ends. Like I'm okay with some of these other pieces if they're defense. Like fine, you, less turnover on defense. We need way more turnover on offense, and maybe even a little bit of special teams because those were the bigger issues. And I feel like he's a guy you can slide a contract across that works for both sides. Yeah, I don't think yeah, yeah. He's yeah. going to have a lot on the open market. Uh, another guy that I like, and I don't know if you will like, Okay, I, I want Kendrick Bourne back. Coming off an ACL, uh. I think you can get a, probably a cheap deal because if I were him, I'd want to come back because if I go somewhere else coming off an ACL – you're you're in a weird spot, right? Like you you're going to be slower. You're yeah. not going to look your best. So do it in New England. Sign a couple year deal where the first year's a little lower. Bet on yourself to get healthy for the second year, whatever it may be. I just at times he's been their best receiver in the last three years, best playmaker. And I said this to Cadillac on the podcast, and this is just throwing crap out there. But when Gerard Mayo was asked about how he wants to build his team and culture, the first word he used was energy, and I think. Kendrick Bourne brings energy. I think so, he's a natural energy guy. My fear with that is if Kendrick Bourne comes back, it feels like it is in that uh, kind of domino effect where J- 
Josh McDaniels is back. Mac Jones is back. Hey, oh, Josh whoa. and Mac had a pretty good year. You know who was good his rookie year was Kendrick Bourne. So let's just bring, let's, let's have the 2021 offense back. That just went in ugly direction. Yeah, I know, I but like, that's my I thought. It's, it's it's too many guys that, that I don't think that's how that works. I'm just might. bringing Bourne back to catch passes from Drake May. I would rather have uh, Marvin Harrison and then a big and like a stud free agent guy and oh, Pop okay. Douglas if, and then yeah. If if we get Marvin Harrison and T Higgins, I don't need Kendrick Bourne. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my pipe dream. Is then, but uh, I don't think you're getting either of those guys. Oh man, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to have the five receivers, right? So and I don't. Juju's I don't, back, right? Because Juju. I don't want him back. I don't no, want he is Parker back. back. And Parker's no, also back. I don't know that. Oh, they're under contract. Back. Ah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're, if they're, they're under back contract. They're Get under them contract. the hell out. Who are the free agents? So Jalen Rager is a free agent. <laughs> I would take him back just to maybe return kicks and be like a fifth receiver, extra body he guy. He was good kick. late in the year. They can return a kick. Not bad. Uh, so a texture says they'd rather have Peppers than Duggar. Well, Peppers is back. Peppers is. Yeah, you have Peppers. Contract. That's part of the reason. Yeah. I have Peppers and I have Mapu. Yeah. I have a couple depth safeties. You're good. I, I would bring back uh, Miles Bryant in a depth role in the back end. <laughs> you can't get rid of that guy. Safety. That guy is here forever. He's not as laughable as he once was. Now, he did get better. That's fair. There's that one point where the, every team would just pick on him. And you're like, yeah, Oh, that Isaiah McKenzie game, I swear he not tapped good. out and they told him, no, you got to stay out there. <laughs> yeah, he was the Kyle Bearclaw <laughs> with the Red Sox game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, now you're going to have to wear this one, Brian. He's like, I can't cover him, coach. He was like Ryan Gosling. Remember the Titans? I can't cover him. <laughs> right. He couldn't, but <laughs> yeah. he definitely improved over the last couple of years. Yeah. All right. You can uh, join the program, 617 779 7937. If you want to hear that entire podcast over the uh, six rings and football things, Hart and Cadlick broke down the entire free agent class for the Patriots. Because if Mayo's got money to burn, they're going to have to burn some of that money, you think, on their on their own guys. We have Grab Bag coming up at 920, and we also have uh, it's Trivia Thursday, Hart. So I hope you're ready for nice. some Trivia Thursday. How do I raise my hand? Oh, boy. I already figured out how we're going to do it. So. Perfect. So I'll stay tuned. Oh, you're making new rules. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, I had to figure to out you, how. Cheater. I want a buzzer. I want a, like a Jeopardy buzzer. Bam. 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 Or yeah. a clicker. No, they have a clicker, right? And I click and I click and it's not working. Alex, it's not working. Uh, what's Bill Belichick doing? We'll uh, continue to discuss that because he did not get the Falcons job today. So we'll have more on that coming up next year on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. It's halftime in the Celtics game, Hart. Celtics with a... 77-64 lead over the Heat, who are wearing their really lame Heat culture jerseys. But 77 first-half points for the Celtics. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, four players in double figures. Porzingis has 17, followed by Jalen Brown with 15 already. That's a good sign for you, and you're, uh, you're over. Tatum <laughs> has 14. Derek White has 12. Uh, Tatum named a Eastern Conference All-Star starter tonight. We'll find out who the reserves are next week. Uh, Tyler Hero, the only player in double figures for the Heat. He has 10. But uh, Jimmy Butler, what's he doing? He's at 9, so he's like right there. Uh, that yeah. Wasn't good or bad. I meant, was it under 19 and a half, I think it was. So I believe that was the number. Yeah, I also have a, I, in, it's not quite a full booty, 
Oh uh, yeah, but I went. I went half booty. Oh, you didn't go eight leg. You went just. I four went leg a Dan leg? Campbell one half booty, one uh, ass cheek. Yep. Okay. Um, and I did a four legger that I'm uh, looking okay for right now. Celtics to cover. Okay, was it eight and a half? Yep. Tatum to score thirty. He's at fourteen. He's getting there. Jalen Brown to score twenty five. He's at fifteen. Sure. And Tatum four assists. He's at two. Tatum four assists. He's at two. That's a random, random one to throw in there. But why not? Why not? Why not? I'm feeling good. I'm ro- booty had me ready, buddy. <laughs> the Keyshawn booty story is one of the great. Oh, and real quick, uh, Stiz had Horford over six and a half. He's got five. There oh, you go. We're rolling. Barry's baby. a three. Yeah, you're, you're rolling. Best uh, bets in the two. business on the Rich Keefe show. Uh, that's right. We're on a little bit of a of a hot streak, as as it were. But the Keyshawn booty story is unreal. You found out today. Now we found out today. LSU apparently knew about it in the summer. Hart speculates the Patriots probably knew about it then as well. Booty but, knew about it all along. Booty always <laughs> did. And uh, so he made 8,900-something bets, which, and Hart brought this up, and I kind of agree with him. Like, or was he just, like, was he a bookie? Like, was that kind of what he was doing? Like, was, right. he, was he making bets for other people? That's just a ton of bets. But it was Who also. Who could he be making bets for? teammates <laughs> some of them might be interesting right now yeah there could be could be a guy towards the top of the draft yeah uh-huh. considering new england uh-huh. but there was a great clip going around so he so for for now going forward the eight leg parlay is now just called the Keishon booty because he did an eight leg parlay and it included two of his own individual player <laughs> props that's awesome one was over 82 and a half yards and one was an anytime touchdown in that game he finished two catches for 20 yards, zero touchdowns, and he was visibly upset after the game. And because the internet always finds these clips, there was a video of him walking off the field, and he is just losing his mind. Like he's to be un- fair, yeah. he is a receiver who once had 300 yards in a game, so over 82 yards felt like a good bet. <laughs> Probably be. He definitely thought so. I would love to know what the other ones were. Like, were they in that game? Because it just an eight-leg parlay. It didn't say same-game parlay. So it right. could have been, like, you know, Alabama women's soccer, for all we know. We, don't, we have no idea what the other bets were. That would were. be interesting to see the all the bets. of his betting. Yeah. And was it just college football? Was it just SEC football? Or was he into other things? Maybe he was betting on, like... I don't know, Pelicans games or who knows? No clue. But, yeah, he's getting in trouble because he was uh, underage and, and all this stuff. And it was hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. that he was betting as well. Makes it all – I feel like we're – you know the old iceberg theory where yeah. you just kind of have the tip? Yeah. Well, we just have the tip of the information. Was it Iowa no State last year that there was a bunch of kids involved and they were betting yes. on their own games and stuff? And they kind of like – I believe it was. Yeah. They jumped on that and tried to like get, cover that up. But – there's just so many kids involved because one of the things you're like, well, pro athletes probably wouldn't do it as much because, like, how much are they really going to make versus how much they are making and they want to risk it? Right. It's like when you get into college, and I mean, Booty's a little bit different because he was he was going to be an NFL player, but there are plenty of guys who know that they're not, are never going to make the big time money, and it's like, I don't know, it'd be so gambling tough. is an issue. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, it, how how could it not be? Uh, but at a younger age. Oh yeah, I, I, I want to be vague here, but yeah, uh, sure. There are <laughs> um, okay stuff goes on yeah. in colleges. Stuff goes on in high schools. Uh-huh. Stuff goes on that shouldn't be going on in weird ways. I don't even know how. I don't want to know how a lot of it works. Um, so this is a and this I think was a concern 
with the proliferation and expansion of gambling. And well, now and it's so much easier. Like when I was in college, everybody that wanted to did, but you it had wasn't like an offshore account. I remember doing that. Yeah, oh yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I don't even know how. It, I don't really remember how it worked, but it was like it was shady. It was shady, but it did work. I know it wasn't. Oh, yeah. It wasn't as easy to get your money, but you would get your money. Yeah. Like now, you just hit a button and it's there in two seconds with these like right. reels sites but back then you're like i don't really know it's sort of like a weird address but whatever they got the odds i can bet on the hawaii game at midnight and we're good to go but there's even things now where you can bet without putting money in but if you win a certain amount of money you can actually take money out and yeah there's some interesting How does stuff that work? Still going. yeah i don't really know i'm not sure anybody really knows but I think this is something to keep an eye on. Well, there's also, than... that's why, you know, there's certain rules. I forget what they are here. Is it in Rhode Island? You can't bet on, like, Providence or URI. Yeah. Here, I think there's no college props. If I th- Some states allow college props. Like, as you're watching college football, depending on where you were, you could be like, Jaden Daniels, over three touchdowns. Other places, not even allowed. Or yeah. you go to, like, other places where you can literally bet on everything, including, like, the Royal Rumble on, but- on Saturday. But even like as the expansion and growth and whatever with NIL and mm-hmm. kids getting like lump sums of money and what are they doing with it? And the guy called in earlier. I think there's other issues that are going to grow from this, like taxes. So you got a hundred grand in an NIL deal. Did you pay taxes on that? And <laughs> then you bet it and maybe won some money. Did you pay taxes on that? Did yeah. you report any of this to anybody no. at the IRS? Like, No chance. I feel like there's a lot of crap going on right now that is going to get people in trouble at some point and need to be cleaned up and, and managed better. Yeah, and it's this gener- like this particular generation, this five- to ten-year window, yeah. where these guys are all going to like learn some hard lessons probably. Some will, uh, or take advantage. I was say, maybe most, not learn hard lessons. No, you're lessons. right. I think most will get away with it, and then like that are doing whatever that maybe they shouldn't be, and then others will probably will be the example, and then it'll be easier for, like, kids that are kind of growing into it. Yeah, like uh, some of those um, 30 for 30s, the Brokes and the things oh, like that. Oh, Bernie Kozar? Yeah. There will be um, mm-hmm. NIL and gambling from this era, uh, exposés and, and things that go on, yeah. All right, three hours down, one hour to go here on the Rich Keefe Show. You can uh, join us. If you miss any of the show, you can hit up the uh, Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. We have uh, 920 Grab Bag, but coming up next, it's Trivia Thursday here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI.